A few weeks ago, I covered how Wisman Public School District was shaking up education. Today, I want to focus on how LA Unified School District is shaking up professional development. Welcome back to my channel. My name is Lena Saleh, the EdTech Guru, where we explore all things EdTech and education related. All right, let's do this. LA Unified School District is one of the largest school districts in the country. They have students from all walks of life. And being that it's in one of the largest cities, it also has the largest amount of students. My hat goes off to Sofia Mendoza, the executive director for the district's Instructional Technology Initiative. Her team put together over 130 PD sessions for teachers. I've mentioned her in other videos or in my Twitter sphere. Ever since she has come on board, she has really shaken up how LA Unified School District is addressing the technology needs. I highly recommend following her on Twitter and just seeing the work that she has already done throughout LA Unified School District. They are very lucky to have her and she's very forward thinking and very well spoken. I've been on many of EdSurge webinars with her and have just seen the work that she has produced throughout the last few years while in this role. What is unique about what she has done is that during COVID, at the beginning of COVID, they decided that they already knew that they had teachers also from all walks of life <laughs> in all levels of technology. So instead of offering one canned type of program or one canned professional development and having her teachers go elsewhere, they wanted to control or be able to give the ability for teachers to choose what fits them and their technology types. So instead of taking those PD sessions that they typically could offer in person, they flipped everything online to a virtual session to offer a PD menu. I previously had this in my school in Colorado at the STEM launch. My principal, Kelly Loth, who is now the CEO of MindSpark Learning, decided that she didn't want our professional development to run like everybody else's professional development. Everybody in the building is from all different teaching styles and years within the building. So instead, we always had those mandatory district meetings. But on the other days when we were required to have professional development, educators would teach different skill sets to widen the teacher's skill set. And you, as the educator, had the choice of which session you would like to choose. So every week you would put out a menu and it would be rotating. So maybe on Tuesday, Every Tuesday, you offered the same session, and then you would pepper in different sessions, and they would kind of repeat. So everyone had the opportunity, if they wanted to, take those other sessions. This created more of a voice for teachers. And personally, for me, it made me feel happier that I could choose something that I wanted to learn about rather than what I like to call a giant waste of time. We all know we've already been there in any meetings. There's lots of time wasters, and nobody likes a time waster. Everybody's time is valuable. So if I'm going to be required to learn. I want to make it meaningful for where I want my students to be and for what I want to learn. Sophia Mendoza and her team decided that they want to make sure that the teachers had connections 
with those teachers that had that level of mastery, setting them up in a type of virtual classroom like they would be with their students, just to be very intentional and making sure that the teachers had that sense of connection. Because without that sense of connection, the teachers are going to be seeking professional development. In in other videos, I've covered how teachers were seeking professional development on their own, and that a lot of districts and industry leaders were not providing the professional development because they too were lost. So instead of having that, Sophia and her team decided to kind of meet the teachers halfway by providing a menu of options that they could choose that would suit their experience level. And as teachers work through these sessions, either using Zoom or Hangouts, or sometimes they even would do Facebook support groups, it gave them the ability to also emerge and integrate with other districts like New York and just exchanging the ideas and information instead of fully doing it all the way themselves, they were actually able to have a more personalized approach, but also create a sense of community. So that's also important. It's one thing when you go into a professional development session, there's not much interaction. Sometimes you'll meet with other teachers across your district and you never see them again. You never connect with them again. You never have the opportunity. So instead of doing that, she really wanted to create a sense of community and that's really important. Also, LA Unified School District has been laying this groundwork for online learning for quite a long time. It's silly to think that we wouldn't switch at some point to some online learning model. We cannot keep teaching and learning in this very rote schooling. And I'll just leave one side note here. The the way that we're doing in-person learning right now is so old school. It looks like the old school model. And I know we can't help it, but it has got to be a serious disservice to our students by taking them to these enriching environments that they had where they could have higher engagement. They were excited about what it was that they were learning. Obviously, it's a big adjustment for everybody. It's just a big disservice to put kids back into rows, no communication. It's got to be sad. I wouldn't want to do that. So we can't imagine that one. LA Unified School District has been laying this groundwork for quite some time. There has been lots of articles, like I mentioned about her, published about what it is that they've been doing. So I'll link those below for you to check out on your own time. But they did some ongoing either live sessions or they had this library of recorded sessions that you could find. Because if you don't prepare for distance learning, like we've seen, or we don't prepare for an online remote environment, we're essentially throwing our down a hill. You have to think about being future ready. And the future, if you can see anything from COVID-19, is that it has really taught people that you don't need to be in an office. Although it's nice to be in an office, it's not necessary for all your workers to be there five days a week, burning out, driving to and from work, but giving them the ability to come when they want. And you'll see that when you do that, more people will actually come to work and have less of their feet dragging while they get there. So it's just important to really gather and be preparing and laying this groundwork. It gives you a greater ability to help differentiate for different kids' learning styles and modalities and also to provide enrichment by doing this this way. Because what happens is that we know that no class and no student is exactly the same. We don't want them to be the same. It's like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to (laughs) get. But it's important to be playing into those skill sets by doing online learning flipped style model classrooms. You're able to provide that 
for students. And then the teacher is able to have a greater excitement and have more enriching conversations with students because you're not just talking at them. You're actually working with them, which is what and where students thrive. So they had online live sessions for working through digital tools. And then they also had some professional development learning series. So not only were you able to get tools, but you were able to work on pedagogical types of things as well. So that's important. And then a lot of times they would also end with Q&A for teachers so that they had the ability to get the answers that they wanted in real time and interact. And then, like I mentioned, they posted online to their library so that teachers could access it on their own time and be able to reference it at any point. And we see conferences doing this right now as well by giving users, they can pay an extra fee to have these library of information at any time. I know for me, sometimes when I go to a conference, I wish that I had it recorded so that I could refer back to it at a later time. So this is just kind of bridging that gap so you have a point of reference. And while doing these live sessions, and I know that we do this as well. I know Tinker does this. A lot of uh, ed tech companies will do this as well. Well, they'll hold Q&A sessions. And the Q&A sessions is where most meaningful work happens. You can present about a topic and answer in the chat, but the Q&A is what really drives teachers' understanding for concepts. Not only that, but you're feeling like you can talk to adults, you can really just have more enriching conversation rather than just learning from something. The thing why people like influencers and, you know, YouTuber type of situations because you feel like they're talking with you and you're learning about their lives. You don't necessarily need to learn about each other's lives in the teacher setting, but you do want to have that adult conversation, especially when you're on what I like to call the struggle bus. Of course, with anything that you do, it has to be slow and you have to be patient. So you can't just give 130 live sessions to a teacher that's been teaching for 500 years and say, hey, here you go. Go ahead and turn all your stuff online and choose the sessions that fit best for you. It's going to be overwhelming. You just focus on a few things like maybe you're learning how to flip a classroom. So you're working on video editing or you're working on how to actually take your classroom instead of being so wrote, I mean, segregated by subject, you're integrating it and you're working in a live session with other educators on the same topic of your choice to be able to do that in a digital manner. So you can access it from anywhere, wherever you are. I've worked with my sister's a teacher. I've mentioned this before. I've also been in many professional development sessions where teachers have invited me and I've been in secret over this COVID-19 time. And a lot of the professional development is literally so boring. I could poke my eyes out. I should not be able to do something else that's not related to the training that I'm in while I'm in the training. You need teachers' full attention. And if you're doing these really boring professional development, and everybody knows what I mean, the scratch your eyes kind of professional development where you wish you were anywhere else but where you were, where you wish you could just hop an AirPod in and make it disappear so you were listening but not listening. That is not what we want. We want them to be engaged like we expect our students to be engaged. So thinking about everything through an instructional lens rather than here's this tool, do this. It's 
here's Google Classroom. Look at all the things you can do with it. It's going to be more work on the front end, but look how much more meaningful and how much easier it will be for you on the back end. You don't have stacks of 1000 papers sitting there that you're grading and has you return it has coffee marks on it and who knows where it ends up. You lose a paper. This is just a way for you to have everything in one place. Everybody likes digital. That's why email came about. Nobody wanted to write letters and have it lost in the system. It's just important to remember that. And and what else is something that she loves? Is she she says this, and I think this is very eloquently put. One of the biggest pieces is to remind our educators that this is a process. You have to be patient with the process, especially for those that this is new for. And that's true. The first time that you ever go running, let's say you haven't run for years, and the first time you go try to run, can you run a marathon? You cannot. What do you need to do? You have to train for it. So you have to think about this professional development and all industry leaders need to think about this also is that when you're doing these types of situations and you're making these changes, you have to have grace and not only you as the person who's designing these workshops and professional development, but the teachers, you need to understand that everybody is learning. This is uncharted water. Something that even colleges are not doing, even though they have way more wealth of resources, that has to be done. And so I highly recommend that you follow along with what LA Unified School District is doing, what Sofia Mendoza is doing, and she's very highly collaborative, so I definitely recommend reaching out to her. And I hope that other school districts will take this sign of professional development and create meaningful menu of professional development. Like Wisman Public School District is doing, they're having team that's creating these online digital learning. I know that they started with eight educators and I can already tell them that won't be enough, but they're making the leap and nothing is smooth on your first ride. Just isn't, except for when you buy a new car, but nothing else is like that. So you need to have grace with yourself and making sure that you, when you're providing these resources for teachers, they want, they'll do it on their own time. They don't need you to hold them accustomed to it. You have to have professional learning hours anyway. You can require they take so much at a certain amount of time and have them turn in their certificates or however you do it. But it's just really important that that becomes your focus. If you don't focus on professional development, you will see that teacher burnout being very, very high. So Wisman is only halfway there and LA Unified is halfway there. And there are some ways to kind of get in between and everything is an evolving circle. The first time Google launched, they weren't great. They were okay, but see how much growth they've had in the last 10 years, 20 years, even longer. Everything is a growth opportunity and you have to think about starting small and moving in a much larger way. LA Unified, keep doing the good work that you're doing. I will just take one side note here and say that the process for which LA Unified has developed for vetting resources is intense. It is a very intense practice for how they are making sure that everything speaks to each other. All the devices and all the programs don't have inoperability issues. And that means that if my whole system is Canvas, that every single resource that I use talks to Canvas. And if you don't, then you're not going to be able to purchase 
these plans. So ed tech companies, you also need to be listening and making sure that you're adapting for these processes. If LA Unified is doing it, a lot of other school districts are going to start to copy and make this change. And although it's intense, I totally understand why they're doing it. They want to have safety and privacy, and they don't want to have to worry about that. This doesn't work on an iPad, and this doesn't work on a Chromebook, and this doesn't work on this system, and this doesn't work on this system. They want everything to work seamlessly together. So by doing that, they're creating a more seamless rollout of the technology. It's very frustrating for the ed tech companies on the other side. Um, I was recently filling out some of their paperwork and it's just very elaborate, which is great. Frustrating, but also great. You need to be able to make sure that your COPA and FERPA, we've talked about this so many times, but it is Digital Citizenship Week slash month. Um, But cybersecurity, as we know, has been a very big issue from the Zoom bombing to everything that we've had so far. So they are doing a really good job with that in addition to providing these professional development models. So I challenge you school districts, teachers, bring these to your, bring these articles to your principals or to your district leaders, have these conversations with them. Nothing is ever going to be smooth the very first time. So just remember that everything is a really big learning process. And at the end of the day, by learning these tools and resources, this pedagogical way of thinking, it's going to end up helping your students and the partnerships with your parents and the partnerships with industry, any, any business that's outside of school. Thank you again for joining me on this journey. As always, please remember to like, share, subscribe, and comment below. We'll see you next time. Bye. Once again, I want to thank you so much for following along on this journey. Please remember to like, share, subscribe, and comment below. And until next time, bye.